from the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good morning to you. It's July 19th, uh, 2023, and this is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. OneRadioNetwork.com. And the downtown Dripping Springs area, just moments away, we went to the farmer's market. They move it to the mornings during the hot summer time because it really gets hot here. It's been over 100 degrees for, I don't know, 10 days now. But it starts at 9, so I get over there and do a little buffalo, raw goat's milk, and some tomatoes, and we're out of there in 15 minutes and back home in time for the show. It's great being close to things. Oh, wait a minute. Am I in a 15-minute city and I didn't know it? I'm just kidding. If you'd like to join the show, uh, please call us. 888-663-6386. 888-663-6386. Wednesday morning, July 19, we're live. Other than that, uh, if you're on video, just subscribe and hit the bell. And we'll tell you when we have a new video. But you can't call or email because we're not here. But if it's Wednesday morning, we are here. And the third Wednesday brings us to Adam Bergstrom. We affectionately call it Adam 2.0 because he's on the first Wednesday, the first Monday of the month, and Adam lives out in California where they have two-minute cities. They don't have they, they don't have 15-minute cities. You guys are crazy out there. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, it's actually nuts out here. Californication, that's what they call it. Yeah, boy, you guys really got it going. I mean, you look at some of the headlines, Adam Bergstrom, from California, and you... It, 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 it seems it's like it's just a, a bad movie or a good one, depending on your viewpoint. Well, it's Saturday Night Live. I mean, really, the, the things you see on television now, or we really don't watch, but we watch uh, ver- versions of it on the Internet. And it really looks like Saturday Night Live, it's you just, know. <laughs> just, just bonkers. Some of the things they're doing. Well, I guess. I guess you guys. This been... is our law after law after law. Hmm. They they watch you. They basically have a proctologist looking up your butt here. You know, <laughs> you can't do anything. You can't put a closet in. Uh, my friend Matt Blackburn. I think you've had him on uh, your show before a couple of times at least. And he moved back to California, and now he has a dome, and they want it gone. You know, you can't have. You you can't build your own type of thing, even. At a restroom and you're in trouble or Is that whatever. Right? Really? That's crazy. So he put a dome on his property to live in and they told him he couldn't do it? Actually, it's for gardening. He just put it by the house uh, <laughs> for gardening and they're after him. And I've seen that before. The uh, Hawaii is even worse. I, is I lived there out for a while, and it was even worse. But now California is rapidly caught up with Hawaii. Uh, some states are really bad. Arizona's bad, too. But uh, New Mexico, just about anything goes. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you remember Houston, when it was no zoning, you'd have a skyscraper and then a, and then a little farmer right next door with chickens and pigs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're pretty good here in Texas. Um, you you got to get some permits. If you, if you build a house, you have to get a permit. But other than that, they pretty much leave you alone. And so far, they don't try to, there's so much rainwater collection going on. Um, you know, there's places in Oregon, and I think Washington State, where they actually try to tax you if you collect rainwater. I mean, 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Oregon. My son lives in Oregon. No rainwater. No, you have to do he, He's uh, not following those rules, but right. but you're not supposed to. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, it's not the public commons anymore. It belongs to the state or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's they, a utility, something of that nature. They claim they own the airspace, so they own the rain, and you, you'd have to, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, with That's some right. of the people we've talked to, there's ways around this if you know how to deal with these people. You know, because they don't have the authority to do any of it. You know, they just make it up and, and scare they people. They make it up. They yeah. make it's it up. It's all separate from the Constitution. We yeah. basically became in the in the right after the Second World War. We became Germany. We became Nazi Germany. The Dulles brothers took over the government. Truman was just a puppet, and ever since, just about everybody's been a puppet. So we don't know who's really running the deep state, and yet the crowd the people are so uh, hypnotized and mesmerized by yeah. all of this that they control the elite now if you get rid of one elite you'll just get someone worse yeah, that's how it works get rid of biden someone else will show up so, worse and it gets gradually worse the frog analogy you know of slowly boiling the frog so the frog doesn't notice yeah. yep keep on so a little bit more what happened to world war ii who are the dulles brothers who are those guys yeah, they they were the real bad ones that okay. they they tried to get. Uh, what was the name of that Smedley Butler? General yeah, we know Smedley, Smedley Butler. Yeah, yeah. They attempted to get him to lead a coup to take over from Roosevelt because they wanted basically to take make it a Nazi uh, mm-hmm. co-country of Germany, and Butler turned them in, <laughs> and so they waited their time. And after the Second World War. MK Ultra, Project uh, Bluebird, all that stuff. They all uh, moved it to Canada and the United States because a lot of those uh, Germans came into Canada. They went into South America. And I actually met a guy in Texas who claimed that he hosted, let's see, how many was it? Uh, I believe it was 40 neo-Nazis from Argentina at his ranch. And he told me that Texas was loaded with many of the horse ranches were owned by Nazis. Is that right? And also in Vermont. I researched that, and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Smedley, he was cool. He wanted to end the Federal Reserve back then. That's one of the reasons why they didn't like him, too. He wanted to get rid of the central bankers. He had the best way to stop war. When war is declared, and war should be declared, since then they haven't declared it, then everybody receives the same salary as the soldier. Uh-huh. Everybody. Uh-huh. And there's no money in it at that point. That would end it because it's all about money and armaments and Boeing and all of these armament companies basically are making the money, cluster bombs, whatever we have spare uh, armaments, we send them to other countries and do our bidding to uh, uh, sanctions, basically war, yeah. you know. <laughs> I think it's pretty easy, uh, uh, obvious, Adam, and, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, the the people we've talked to, I mean, it, it looks like uh, Ukraine is nothing more than a money laundering operation for, for big tech and, and uh, the military. I mean, I don't think anything true of what's going on there is, is anywhere the legacy media is, isn't it? And I, I don't think we're getting any bit of good information out of there. Oh. It is. It, it's huge. It's all about the uh, the profits they're making on the government now. There's there's very little 
actual honesty. And uh, I think I sent you that video by Jerry Hughes that I, he did about uh, Arkansas. But yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch that, yeah. Hmm. Jerry Hughes is an interesting guy. I used to uh, call in on his show all the time and got to know him pretty well. Uh, back when independent radio was allowed on the airwaves back then, they took him off too. I used to call in Jim Hightower, Jerry Hughes. I forget a whole bunch of other shows at that time that were available. And I was a regular call in. In fact, I exposed, uh, Kennedy. No, no, no. Uh, when Clinton did, uh, what was that called? Uh, he claimed that the, uh, Federal agents couldn't testify against them. I found a loophole that they had already testified for George Bush Sr. And I called in, and I was the one that busted that. It, it hit the radio, and then soon it was off. He had to change his uh, strategy, and they dropped it from the news. Because on the news at that time, they were always saying, well, you can't get a, a federal uh agents to testify for a president and i called in and said there's a president they already did it for george bush on the uh what was that called where the iran contra thing yeah. that went on the scandal uh, uh where they basically let the guys go ahead of time remember that the yeah. uh the uh when when they let the the inauguration uh, of jimmy carter the, and, uh, hostages yeah, loose yeah, yeah 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 remember right there that the was end. the one yeah yeah very interesting like so to, they testified. So anyway, at that point, it the independent stations all picked it up off of what and and the person I talked to on the High Tower show, what was his name? Floyd Kramer. Remember the musician Floyd mm -hmm. Kramer? Mm -hmm. So he was for not testifying. But when I told him on the High Tower show that, he said I changed my mind. And then it was all over the independent radio, and then the mainstream dropped it completely. I even called up a mainstream station and told them, but they ignored me. <laughs> if you'd like to be on the show with us, uh, give us a call, 888-663-6386. Email patrick1radionetwork.com. So I'm having my OJ fresh, and so this is um, perfect time, right? 9 to 11. Is that right? 9 to, Nine to 11 is spleen pancreas spleen time. Spleen pancreas time, which during... Daylight savings, like we are now, it's um, 10 to 12. Is that right? Right. Uh, let's see. It's an hour earlier I get in Texas, too, so I don't have my clock right here. So let's we, see. We start uh, at 8 o'clock. It's really 7 o'clock here. So we're in stomach time here, and you begin at uh, 9 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock which is sundial time, and that is spleen pancreas time. So why is orange juice make the spleen and the pancreas happy? What makes it happy? Well, orange juice is just excellent for the spleen pancreas. It has uh, many ingredients in it. Uh, Naringin is one of them, Naringin? and other bioflavonoids. Mm. And also, I learned from... Swami Nitty Gritty or Adonal Lay, that riboflavin also is in it. And first I thought he made a mistake because bioflavonoids, riboflavins, mm -hmm. but I checked it out that riboflavin mm -hmm. indeed is in oranges too. It's their very interesting food and, uh, and they've been around. They came from the Himalayas, who would have thought? So they're kind of 
they're kind of wandering yogis. <laughs> well, I wonder why is the spleen and pancreas are really, um, uh, aren't they a little bit um, connected with sugar? And the pancreas is, right? And orange juice has a lot of sugar. So why would it be good for the pancreas? I'm kind of confused. Actually, the pancreas thrives on sugar because when diabetics have uh, diabetes, they their beta cells in the pancreas are threatened. Sugar protects them and can rebuild them. Hmm. But what do they do? They take diabetics off the sugar so they can't rebuild it. And specifically, the sugar is fructose. Fructose was actually used as a cure for alcoholism. Now they claim it for cirrhosis of the liver, and now they claim it causes cirrhosis of the liver. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Actually, backwards. No. So sugar, you know, taking my father off of sugar killed him from uh, diabetes. He left at 54 because they put him basically on nothing but proteins and no sugar. And they gave him... Uh, what the heck, saccharin, saccharin, and that was it. But then he ate all those carbohydrates, and of course he had huge breakfasts of meat and uh, and eggs, and basically his body couldn't handle it because he had no sugar for protein sparing. Back when I was uh, working out at the gym, I hung out with a lot of bodybuilders, and it was common knowledge that you always had sugar or carbohydrates to buffer the protein, because otherwise you burn protein at the gym, and you needed that for muscles. So the more mm. muscle mass you had, you would protect it by sugar. And if you did decide to fast, the sugar would protect you because you'd burn the sugar. There was no need to burn muscle mass during a fast. So uh, I'm not really much for fasting these days, but if I did, I would make sure I would just have some sugar. And maybe a little protein, and and I could go for five or ten. I used to go 14, 15 days, and I paid the price. I lost a lot of muscle mass doing that. So when you're doing muscles, you have the protein, the amino acid stuff, right? And then you should always be doing a little bit of carbs or orange juice. And what does it do? It helps. You call protein sparing. What is that? Even the extreme keto people say that you should have a day where you uh, get some sugar in you or carbohydrates to protect that muscle mass. But oh. it takes more than that. You need it at every meal to actually protect the muscle mass if you want to build a bodybuilding-type body. Really? Well. You know. Hmm. Now, you can if you do a keto thing for training beforehand, a lot of bodybuilders will will go will alternate between keto and then use a lot of sugar and they do that to make sure they're ripped shredded cut they have all these names for it at the contest because believe me when bodybuilders are not competing they don't look like they do on yeah, stage they just build I've been it around yeah. a lot of bodybuilders back in the day i was good friends with don peters some of the audience may remember him he was a good friend of steve reeves and hung out with Schwarzenegger, superman superman who by the way by the way had uh, seduced his wife is the whole longest uh, thing. So Schwarzenegger is not a nice man. <laughs> okay, well, let's not get, get too far afield here. On the protein, so, so you're suggesting that guys like me who are building muscle, and we are, that when we're eating mostly meat, you're suggesting that regularly I would do better to build muscle adding a little bit of rice or um, some other kind of carbohydrate, Adam? 
Yeah, you can eat a lot of protein, but it's not necessary. Look at Bill Perley. He was a vegetarian. He had a huge body. But then people, uh, there's other people who, uh, Sergio Oliva, huge guy, he said you can't build it without meat. But then there's people like, look at the mighty uh, uh, Gama and people like that who uh, ate, what did he do, uh, several pounds of almonds every day? Plus he ate meat and other foods too and drank a whole bunch of milk. Milk is not used by bodybuilders these days because it it uh, you don't get shredded on it. Mm. And now the whole thing is really unhealthy to get shredded right. where they have the Christmas tree in the back and all of oh, that that's stuff. Not, that's so, just so, a little too but, much. Yeah. So ongoing, so is it necessary or good, you use whatever word you come up with for Patrick and other people building muscle to add some carbs every day? You think it's... Every day they Every day. used back in the eighties. That was common knowledge. You mm. didn't. You didn't do a complete protein. You did lots of protein. Some people did uh, seventy six egg whites a day. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and wow. some women did twenty five. But the egg white. You see, the whole thing about cholesterol is false. Oh. So now, for people who eat an egg, they ought to eat the the whole egg because the yolk is the really really healthy part and it's got lecithin in it to balance the cholesterol in it anyway mm. if the cholesterol was bad which it isn't i've been doing some organic uh, nixtamalized um corn that i get that's pretty fun you know that's a nice carb so you put a lot of butter and olive oil and it's like a you know like cream of wheat when you're a kid really tasty and you can buy it nixtamalized you know it's pretty cool that's great yeah, I, I haven't had uh, much corn lately. We pretty much get our vegetables at the uh, farmer's market. But I used to eat a lot of those and found out that the ones I was getting were nixtamalized. Nixtamalized, uh, nixtamalized, yeah. And almonds are a good protein. That's why you eat almonds. Almonds are good. Almonds are a good, they're a good brain protein. They're ah. not going to build muscles. But right. see, in solar nutrition, there's a pattern of growth periods. And you'll notice that trees are quite a bit different from vines are quite a bit different from roots roots are your storage they're your anchor now the trees strive for the sky so they aim at the sun actually and uh, hmm. your midday foods tend to turn in circles like vines do you'll notice there's a vine type thing so they keep you balanced for midday on the horizon and then the roots go down if you want to get grounded, then you want potatoes and you At want night. turnips and yeah. you want carrots and mm. you want beets and you want uh, rutabagas because they tend to ground you. But if you want the sky uh, and you want your brain, your brain is activated by nuts. Look at the pineal gland is a pine nut. Amygdala means almond <laughs> in Greek. And all of the different nuts, the walnut, look how... Look how closely a walnut looks like a brain. A brain. It has I a mean, hard shell. It's amazing, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and then it's split in half. Yeah, yeah. And it has manganese and all of the, uh, the ingredients in nuts. That was even known. There was a doctor back in the 70s that uh, wrote a book and had a full-page picture of a brain compared to a walnut and how obvious it was. It's called geometric body resonance scientifically. It used to be called the doctrine of signatures. And, of course, medical people today say, oh, that's, that's nonsense. Things that look alike aren't alike. 
Uh, what kind of nonsense is that? Or aura like? But even so if you back then, they knew that yeah. a, a, a tomato looked like a heart, and it was good for the heart. Yeah. They knew these things. That's what I was about to say. You cut a tomato, a good tomato, and you open that sucker up, Adam, and it looks just like a heart. I mean, what's up with it that? It certainly does. That's why we have it around noon, right? That's why we have around heart time, right? around noon. Yeah, they, and they, heart time is perfect, 11 yeah. to, to 1 o'clock. And so you get you get the benefits for the heart. And you, minerals actually, as uh, Swami Nitty used to say, okay, you have calcium and you have magnesium. But what makes it, in one case, the calcium form a pear, and another an apple, and another a persimmon, and another, a tomato, I mean, what makes that happen? Yeah. And that's totally out of the equation. They make you say, take calcium, and like the body's going to automatically do it. It's like it's like someone handing, handing me a big block of manganese and say, okay, here's your manganese. Now go make a rifle barrel with it, make prison bars with it, and make an engine block with it. Uh, what? what? <laughs> they just assume when you put it in your mouth, your body's going to make it. Your body is really an alchemy chamber it's not it's not chemistry this is alchemy. alchemy and they leave the vital force out of the equation sure sure so that's why you've been a proponent since i've known you of getting all of the nutrients vitamins minerals aminos from foods and not from supplementation mainly it, once in a while yeah, a, a supplement can be necessary for a, but it does not have the same thing when you take vitamin A in supplement form, it is not the vitamin A that you get out of food, but it can you work as a medicine and kind of work parallel with it and help for certain times. Mm -hmm. So I'm for supplements uh, as medicines to be taken temporarily to get your body going, but not to be taken all the time. Like if I if I injure my ankle and I need a crutch. Why should I have it all the time? Yeah, but right. when when I need it for a few days or a week or even a month, okay, use a crutch. But why use it every day of your life? And I see people taking supplements like for decades. Yeah. They think they need this supplement. And, of course, it turns off the body's natural ability to take it out of food and actually messes things up more than it helps. Yeah, that would make sense. If you'd like to join us, uh, email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. You have a question for Adam, or you can call 888-663-6386. I was in the food store and I bought some uh, calf's liver. You know, I like to have calf's liver a couple times a week, a month, and I have it in my little cart, you know, the hand cart, and uh, and I had it sitting down looking at something. And this elderly lady walked walked up. She was real sweet, and uh, she's probably I don't know eighty or so. And she said, "Oh, do you like liver too? My doctor told me to have liver once a month. So yeah, that's." Isn't that interesting? I said, well, you have a good doctor. You just stick with him. <laughs> Can you imagine a doctor telling an 80-year-old gal to have liver once a month? That's pretty rare. you know. I, was, I said, well, you have a good doctor. Stick with him. <laughs> yeah. Liver is a good food. They did experiments at one time where they uh, fed mice certain foods. And cruel experiment. They put them in the water, and they would swim for a half hour and drown. But when they gave them liver, they could swim for 24 hours. That is a so cool way to tests were readily available in the 60s because oh, yeah. uh, I've been into health food for a long time, although I had a distorted view of it back in the 50s and 60s, experimenting with it. I, I thought being a vegetarian back then was drinking malted milks. You know? right. It didn't work out too well for me. <laughs> right, right, right. 
But you said, like I do raw goat's milk, picks them up today. That's a good kind of bodybuilder or to put on weight? Because I like to put on weight. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Your, your mm-hmm. midday, basically by time, we are ectomorphs in the morning. We are mesomorphs in the middle of the day. And we are endomorphs at night. Meaning, you've seen these three body types uh, that uh, were actually discovered a long time ago. But basically... The ectomorph or the, is the brain, and you usually get a, a skinnier person as an ectomorph like me, and they go into energy into the brain. Mm-hmm. The mesomorph, they know that if you feed the heart, you build muscle because you need you need some kind of circulation to get to the muscle to, for delivery. So mesomorphs are a heart-centered person, and they have the biggest muscles. Then the fatter person stores like a root, so they tend to have a big belly sometimes and uh, and tend to uh, be fatter. So we're all degrees of in-between, yeah. like an ectomorph, mesomorph, whatever you want to call them. But ectomorphs, if you, if you tend to eat over time morning foods, you tend to be an ectomorph. Midday foods, you be, get to be a mesomorph. And you get to be an endomorph. If you eat nothing but root vegetables, you become a couch potato. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, if you eat a lot of potatoes, you'd be a couch. So, so that's similar, Adam, I guess, to uh, Ayurveda, which is um, pit, uh, I'm sorry, vata in the morning, kapha, uh, pitta in the midday, and then kapha at night, heavier. Similar. Yeah. Same type of thing. They, yeah. they, uh, when you have a physiological uh, uh, geometry right it's discovered all over the world so they discovered it here in the united states at least by the 1919s and 20s and around there and uh, it was discovered in india in ancient times and probably was known in greece and other places too well actually yeah the four humors and all that uh, they knew it in greece and rome because it's kind of obvious yeah, the our medical tests today they do tests for things that you can't see but why would you need a medical test if I uh, if I take a hammer and put a nail in a board? Why do I have a med- medical test to see if that's going to work or not? You just hammer it into the bar- board. It either works or it doesn't work. I don't need a blood test to tell me if I'm healthy or not yeah. because it's just something ephemeral that has very little to do with our physical structure and health and longevity. Yeah. And imagine all of the the doctors prescribing things and all the patients that are really looking at blood tests thinking that if they're balanced and in their ranges, then they're doing good. And it's just not true, is it, really? Not, not, true. not at all. And the funny thing is, when people, when they look at, uh, say, potassium, they will tell you it's low in potassium. But actually, all the potassium went into the cell, and it's extra high in potassium, so you're high in potassium because they look at one place. Like people say, i got a blood test. Did you test the serum? Did you test the cell? Or did you test both of them and check the ratio? And people, and right away they say, what? There's a difference? You know, they don't even know what a blood test is. Blood is serum. Blood is plasma. Blood is cells. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what are you testing? So when a person has cancer, all the, all the potassium runs into the cell. So a doctor will say, oh, you're low on potassium, get potassium. Well, that feeds the cancer. 
<laughs> and then when you have a heart problem, oh, you're overloaded in potassium. So we got to drain it from you. And actually, you need some into the cell. So the trick is not to get uh, uh, to to stop potassium, but to figure a way to get it into its correct place. And they know nothing of that. Absolutely nothing of it. Ravisi knew knew that intimately. He researched it for years, and they they totally ignored him. Mm-hmm. Here's an email from Lindsay. She said, "I'm kind of confused because my mom cut out carbohydrates, and her blood sugar normalized, and she feels a lot better." So, Adam, what Adam said is not true about sugar and diabetes. Because, by by the way, my mom they they labeled her as pre-diabetic. Depends on what kind of sugar they're eating. William Budd actually saved people's lives by giving them uh, 12 ounces of sugar and Mm. four ounces of honey was the average. But when you do that with sugar, you need to uh, you need to take the uh, how much sugar is coming out the urine. Where does that sugar come from? It comes from your muscle being built, uh, destroyed. So every time 12 ounces of sugar comes out of your urine, it's a muscle being destroyed. That's how it killed my father, why he went blind and why he lost his kidneys and died at 54. So sugar actually saves, but they don't say. Now, not glucose. Glucose is not what you want. It's not, where do you get glucose in nature except in complex carbohydrates, which break down quicker? Look at your uh, glycemic index list. How the heck can a carrot break down twice as fast as table sugar? (laughs) But people don't take that into consideration. Sucrose is fructose and glucose, and you get it distributed to the the fructose goes to the liver and and also to the sperm. You can't get pregnant without fructose. But they, of course... They want to reduce our population, right? Perfect way to do it. Don't take that fructose. Don't feed your sperm any food. And then they wonder why our fertility rates are going down, down, down. Fructose? It's fructose, perfect. Fructose uh, feeds the spermies? And they, it feeds the sperm and the liver. Huh. The liver is an unusual hmm. organ. It's like the placenta. I actually know someone... Even though they say you can lose 80% of your liver and completely rebuild it, I lost 99% of their liver, and they said it was impossible, absolutely impossible to uh, uh, to regenerate, and they had to be on the list. Well, they had a, a reunion with their father. There were lots of tears, and, there, and the person was out jogging three weeks later and didn't get any type of liver transplant at all. Wow. Uh, wow. So, I bought a big jar of Tupelo honey. Tupelo honey. Tupelo. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's rich in fructose. So, yeah, tell folks about Tupelo honey and why, why you suggested that it's a good honey. It's fructose, right? Well, fructose, actually, back when I was managing health food stores, and I've managed four separate health food stores and a, and a uh, supplement part, department in a in another uh, in Hawaii uh, so it's not like I don't know supplements <laughs> I mean I studied supplements uh, right. 
a lot, a lot. But anyway, Tupelo honey back then, we kept it in the health food store for diabetics really? because it didn't require the spleen or a pancreas to digest it. To digest it. it went right to the liver, and hmm. so you had no problem. Hmm. But at that point, I thought that sugar was bad for sure. a diabetic, but it's not. Now, now, if you go and perhaps take the amounts I experiment with, buying 70 pounds at a time, you might have a case, but I'm doing pretty well. And look at Charlie Munger. He lives on sugar, and Warren Buffett gets 25% of his calories from Coca-Cola alone. alone. That's the fruit, the high fructose corn syrup. Which is really bad. That's supposed to be really bad. Really bad. So fructose, why, why is it good to have, preferable to have Tupelo honey Fructose compared to other sugars is just easier for the body. Yeah, right glucose is, is not really that good. If mm. if you use glucose a lot and have your hands in it, you'll actually you lose your fingernails okay. immediately. So glucose is similar to omega-3 fatty acids. If you take it for a while, it's actually antibiotic. It can help you build muscle. But if you take glucose over a period of six weeks, you get an adrenal response against it, and it starts to be counterproductive, and you start to lose your fingernails and your muscles and your hair and a lot of things like that. So too much, too many carbohydrates, which there's no fructose in a, in a carbohydrate. A complex carbohydrate is glucose plus glucose plus glucose, but they're chains of glucose. No fructose whatsoever. Just glucose. So carbohydrates are worse for a diabetic than uh, they can eat in moderation and dextrinize it like we do with potatoes. But carbohydrates will mess up a diabetic before plain sugar will. Hmm. Interesting. So now, now people, some people will have reactions to sugar. You know why? Because they're programmed to have it. They hmm. say, if you eat sugar, you're going to get sick. Right, right. And so then they get sick right. and they wonder why. It's because we are so easily hypnotized by the mainstream medical mafia, the medical police state, whatever you want to call it, the assassins in green scrubs, the beaker boys, they basically have hypnotized everybody. And so they put something in their mouths and they get sick. Sure. But it shouldn't make them sick at and all. I think it could be argued you carry around the idea that this is good or this is bad and it goes into your subconscious even though you don't think about it. It's affecting us. It just it just does. We know that, right, Anna? We know that. Yeah, one of my favorite stories, and and there's many cases of it. A guy had severe diabetes, and he was in the hospital because he was supposed to be dying. And uh, he got a made a lot of money on the stock market, and suddenly they tested him, and his diabetes was completely gone. And then, so they were going to let him out, and then he lost a whole bunch of money on the stock market, and he got severe diabetes back again. Mm. <laughs> So it shows you our yeah. mind is so uh, effective in curing us and making us sick that in, in a village, you could have a voodoo practitioner said, you will die at 11, 11 uh, on a Thursday night tomorrow. And bingo, the person dies sure. and follows instructions. And we don't think that happens today. 
when a doctor gives us a basically a death uh, sentence by saying, I'm sorry, you've got cancer and you will not die. Mm -hmm. Look at my friend Judy Utley, which I've talked about a lot. She had cancer of the spine, cancer of the breast, cancer of uh, the uh, lungs. They stopped looking at that point. She went and had a big hole burned in her back with that black sow stuff and got a complete cure for nine years. I, I'm not really sure what she died of, if it was cancer or not. But they kept on retesting her year after year, couldn't find a trace of cancer. And then they started looking places. It's got to be someplace. It's got to be in your bone. So, it's got to be in your spleen. It's got to be in your kidneys. Never found a trace of cancer. you think it was the, the trauma and the pain from burning a hole with the black salve? What did it? What switched it? Yeah, actually, it, it's an old technique found by William Coley called uh, countershock. Hmm. He, uh, he had a relative that died painfully of a certain type of sarcoma, a type of cancer. And uh, so he was particularly interested in sarcoma. Well, some guy in the hospital had this very serious disease he was dying of cancer but then he got a very serious contagious disease and uh, he was supposed to die of that well he survived that but when the body cleaned up the disease it cleaned up the cancer completely too so they let him go so coley was fascinated by this <laughs> so he tracked the guy down after eight years and he had no cancer and that's where we got the idea of Coley's uh, uh, antitoxins or toxins. And uh, Coley was considered a quack because radiation came in and they wanted to target your cancers and give you chemotherapy and cancer. But recently, a doctor named Lloyd J. Old, uh, who was, he came up with killer cells, all kinds of mainstream things, but he was into really curing cancer. So he analyzed uh, both Dr. Beard's work on, on the uh, tropoblasts, and he brought him back into almost popularity again, not being a quack, and definitely brought Coley back into being now a pioneer in immunotherapy, supposedly, thanks to Dr. Old. Mm. Dr. Old died in the 60s, and I'm kind of suspicious. Here's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a good email for you. This is from Terry. I've heard that taking supplementation for amino acids from a good source can help to build muscle. Does Adam think that's true? Uh, I get plenty of amino acids from food. Now, there is an exception. When a person has cancer, they usually die from the treatment because people used to have tumors they carried around in wheelbarrows before. They could live with it. The cancer could get as, as big as the person itself. To deal with, yeah. And there's many pictures. Uh, my good friend Jim Harder, who is not with us anymore, wrote uh, did a medical book of showing all of these old uh, diseases and how people looked. Now you never see a person walking around carrying a tumor around in a wheelbarrow because they die too soon. But amino the acids, way they die but, is wasting syndrome. But amino acids can affect cancer cells, is what you're alluding to? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, but here's how it works. Okay. The amino acids, when you get the free form ones, which are genetically produced in only Germany and uh, Japan, and we can now make some of them in the United States, but we've been way behind the technology. Uh, but what they do is they 
Well, look what happened with tryptophan. That was genetically modified. It wasn't the tryptophan. It was the process that did it. At one time, it took over a year to make a free form amino acids. That's why they started telling you in bodybuilding circles, oh, the peptides are better. And that, that's a lie. So anyway, when people have cancer, I tell them now, since you normally can get free-form amino acids out of a tomato and out of foods, they're available to anybody. But when you have cancer, your stomach and liver won't work. They don't digest. So you have to have a backup system, and that is the oral cavity, which is a, is a stomach. So you hold things in your mouth for long periods of time, like people do with oil pulling. Uh, I swallow my oil. Other people oil pull and say, oh, you spit it out. I swallow it just like you drink your urine. Why would I spit out my oil pulling? But you can absorb foods. You can absorb most minerals and vitamins that way. And so anything you hold in your mouth, you just do that. And I've saved people's lives by giving them that advice. <laughs> and at that point... Go get some of these synthetic amino acids because don't be concerned about what's bad or good. You just need the calories to stay alive, to gain weight. And I've taken people that have been as little as they were dying at 85 pounds and they gained back 20, 30 pounds by just holding food in their mouths. But for Terry, but for Terry um, is it a negative thing for him to take amino acids to build muscle? Is, is that a hindrance to his muscle building? It doesn't help a bit for a healthy person. Mm -hmm. A healthy person doesn't need them at all. Look at Jack LaLanne, and uh, that's why he wouldn't. They wouldn't let him in the bodybuilding uh, books because, uh, except for exceptional things, he came out with a book or something like that because he wouldn't recommend protein powders. And <laughs> mm -hmm. Gypsy Boots, same thing, didn't end up in bodybuilding books. And look how healthy Gypsy was. I knew him personally. I hung out with him, and the guy was. It, undescribable energy this guy had he couldn't sit still he jumped around he came into the health food store i managed and jumped on the counter <laughs> so um raw eggs are good right raw eggs are good for muscle building eggs are eggs? excellent yeah we eat two a day do you two a day and I wouldn't wouldn't have a problem with eating three or four a day either. I we eat them at night because again, if I was going to eat fish, I'd eat it at night. And it's, we're made out of a sperm and an egg, which is a fish and basically uh, an egg or an ovum. Right. I've been doing the smoothies: uh, bananas, raw eggs, and uh, I know it's a nighttime, but I do it in the morning. And then um, what else? Oh, coconut milk, coconut oil, and raw eggs all in a smoothie and and uh, i think that's helping me to put on some weight too put on some muscle too that was bananas were an old trick from bodybuilders my right. friend don peters ate him with the skin and all which i don't <laughs> think that was a good idea that doesn't sound good <laughs> I, he tried to convince me to do that no way why did he, he do would, that he would eat them correctly though when they would get really yeah, mushy really and mushy. uh yeah. i prefer the more carbohydrate one but the mushy one is better for you so don was right on that yeah. one yeah, so that should that should add a little weight, right? With avocado and and coconut oil, coconut milk, and raw eggs, right? And uh, avocado is excellent. You know, yeah. Ray Pete at first seemed to be against avocado, but in his later interviews, he was hundred percent for him. Hard yeah, to, it's a really good oil in it, uh, a, a monosaturated, uh, monounsaturated oil, just like olive oil, and we make 
oleic acid in our body. If we take no oil at all, we will manufacture it out of sugar and make oleic acid. And that's high in olive oil, why it's so popular in the Mediterranean diets. And avocado, uh, I have half of one a day, at least. Yeah, do yeah. it's hard to... It's hard to imagine avocados aren't good for you the way they taste, you know, and at just the right ripeness. Shoot, man. It's like you know, when I first came to California, uh, I hated, I tasted avocado and hated I spit it out because I was from New Jersey. We didn't even know what an avocado was. So I had a girlfriend said, put ketchup on it. And then I became an addict. And so I had to have ketchup on. Finally, when I got into solar, <laughs> ketchup and avocado, different time units. But then I liked it with olives and umeboshi plums really? and a little salt. Oh, man. Umeboshi plums and avocados and, and some uh, black uh, sun-dried olives. I used to love them. And even green olives. Oh, I never tried that one. Stay right there, Adam. We're going to do a quick little break here. Patrick Tempone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We are live here on the um, 19th, 19th of, of July. It's about 11 o'clock. So if you're listening now live on, on audio or video on the front page of One Radio Network, you can uh, call in or email in and, uh, and uh, participate in the show. I'm going to give you a little rundown of what we do here if you're new. If you're listening to our videos or watching them on BitChute, Please subscribe to the <clears throat> to the BitChute channel. Click that little bell, and then you'll be notified every time that we put up a new video, which is pretty much every day. And then you can see the link below the video, and it takes you to One Radio Network store, and that will take you to a whole suite of products that uh, we have developed relationships with people over many years, and we think we really have some of the best products out there. I know we do, because I know the people that, that produce them and make them, and they're very picky about even the containers that they put them in. For example, Sir Thrival and Shen Blossom do everything in Myron glass. And if you read the ingredients on uh, Sir Thrival, on One Radio Network, and Shen Blossom, and go through and look at some of the products with Shen Blossom, the ginseng, or the shaga, the rishi, um, the uh, uh, Arise product, which is a wonderful thing for uh, libido. And uh, south of the border, it's called Arise. And uh, the Hoshi Wu, just read the ingredients there and you'll be, I think, kind of convinced that these people know what they're doing. And then on to Sithrival, uh we have the colostrum, three or four different kinds. Uh, he also has Shaga and Rishi and um, a pine pollen, elk velvet antler, and, and read the ingredients on those puppies and very ingredients, the best, all organic, of course. Um, they have a digestive bitters on Sir Thrival, and also um, he's got a new a new product, which is um, ancient kind of heirloom walnuts. Adam was talking about walnuts. They have a walnut powder. Oh, I'm gonna, I forgot. I'm going to start putting that in my smoothie, too, and my walnuts. So these are two great companies. Please click through one radio network if you would don't go direct because in that way we get a we get a commission uh, we like sulfur we've been promoting that for many years ours is pure um, pearlium is a wonderful product made from pearl so it's a once living source so it's not a supplement but because it's anything that's from a once living source 
as confirmed by the Max Planck Institute many years ago, this is what you want. So pearl are living little pearls from oysters, and then Rule and Shu determined how to um, powderize them. That's not a good word, but make them into powder without um, disrupting the cellular matrix. They're heavy on calcium, but they have a lot of other minerals. So you can take this product, uh, I'll show you a picture. You can take this product internally if you want uh, for minerals and for a little calcium that'll go into your bone and not into your arteries like um, almost every other calcium in the world. So this is a great product. And then you brush your teeth with it. That's what we do. And then a couple more. And then uh, this one, uh, we have been uh, very surprised, well, very pleased that many of you have tried this. This is a air purifier, and it's called Air Doctor. And you have to click through one radio network if you want to support us. Air Doctor, and it's uh, a little bit bigger than a, um, um, you know, a tower computer. And it's very quiet. And it's very intuitive. So if you, you know, stuff comes stuff comes in from from outside the, you know, the window, like a chemtrail blows in. Just kidding. Or or you know, uh, stuff pollen, or cooking uh, smoke, and some smells from the kitchen. It'll just uh, speed up and just eat it up. It's very very interesting um, uh, product. If we we think that we have the very best shower filter ever. And we know it's the best one. We've uh, used it, and uh, we've had some experiments with it. It's called Omica Organics. It's on front page of One Radio Network. And you hook this puppy up. It lasts for about 18 months, and you just replace it. And it takes almost everything that you don't want in your shower. So if you live in the city, you're on city water, what we call street water, it's not good to shower with this stuff. So put one of these puppies in there, and your body will be happy. So those are just a few of the ways that you can find, oh, and one more, which is the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. Infrared energy turns the body um, water to a fourth phase of water, which Gerald Pollack has spent his lifetime kind of working with. This is that fourth phase. There's liquid, gas, ice, and the fourth phase, which is a gooey kind of a substance, which is in the arteries and helps the body to circulate blood because we know the heart is not really a pump. So these are great products. You can email me if you want to get the sauna, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. That's the only way to get the right price. Email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com, and I will hook you up uh, for the best price, no matter where you live. Just tell me where you live, and we'll take care of you. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Adam Bergstrom, he's uh, an amazing researcher, as you can hear. He's in, uh, there you go, he's in uh, um, California. What's the name of that city? Montecito. Montecito, Montecito just California. Spaced it out. <laughs> and as you can see on the screen there, the way to reach Adam is SolarTiming.com. Tell folks what they're going to find there when you visit you on Solar Timing. That's our main site where we sell all of our books. And that's <laughs> I have a you, lot of ebooks. That's I, how you support yourself. Protein fifty, yeah, and you know, I'm an old school researcher. Before computers, I have kinko boxes full of pads this size wow. with small printing on it. Like, uh, let's see if I can find something here. Really small printing. 
I used to do like this. <laughs> just with notes about stuff, just notes. Wow. Yeah, notes, just notes, pages and pages. I got kinkle boxes full of this kind of stuff. Old school, before computers, you yeah. know. So oh, I've got so. all this stuff I'd like to transcribe eventually and get on uh, Facebook, maybe, maybe make them into books or whatever. Uh, I'm a compulsive note taker. I've lived in libraries. And even when I've traveled in buses and hitchhiked, I mm. always had a pad and taking notes. Always <laughs> taking notes, yeah. We, we had an interesting fellow... I don't know if you saw his show. His uh, his his uh, public name is Archaic, and his name is Jason Jason Bashars, and he he had some amazing information about the Bible and what it was really about and when it really started. You know, like way way before they say it did, and who who was responsible for it, and then also pyramids. And during the conversation, he it came out that he doesn't do any of his work or research on the internet. Everything that he does, Adam, is from libraries, from old texts. He finds these old texts. And he says, and you alluded to this too, he said, this is where the good stuff is. He says, out there on the internet, you have no idea, you know, who's who's making up what, right? All of his stuff is from old books. Isn't that cool? Really cool. I've learned to come in the back door now on the internet, yeah. but the old books are where it's at. And you can get them if you know how to search on the internet. Most people come in the front door. Google puts you in a bubble. So you have to pretend you're someone else. Yeah. You have to pretend you're one of them. Yeah. And then they'll let you in. It's social engineering. But as for library cards, I've had probably over 200 library cards in New Zealand and Hawaii and Boston and California and Texas and Arizona in all kinds of states all over the all over the the country for sure and uh, and many of the libraries I never got a library card I would go driving through like Texas and stop at every library and go in and, you know, when it was the right time of day, if I wasn't try driving right. at night, of course, if that library was open, I was stopping there and going through it. And in some of those old cowboy libraries, you'd find treasures, you know, that you really? that you wouldn't find other places that were thrown out. And many libraries are dumping it, like the osteopathic library in Fort Worth has become a travesty. They used to have so many good books and they put them in the dumpster, even though... There was a set of journals I offered to buy for over a thousand dollars back when I had some money, and uh, and uh, they threw them in the dumpster. They didn't want that stuff out, and then they basically put medical books in. Well, before they had the best of the herbal books, the best of scientific ones. They really do exist, but they hide them from the public because wow. the medical police state and make no bones about it, it is a medical police state. They run the world now. It's not the military. It, the military works for the medical police state. And look what's happened to prove it. With no, I COVID. Think, I think you're right. The WHO, <laughs> CDC, the FDA, it's like just a black hole of nothingness, isn't it? Wow. They, they tell us what to do. They tell us what is healthy. And then they're going to force it on us. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. We're taking it out of the products. <laughs> and, you know, sugar, fat, and the short words have become bad. But there are chemicals. They're okay. If they have a, if they have a chemical name about with about 35 letters, then it's got to right. be good for you because they say so. And they lie totally. They put these flow charts. If you take a piece of 
beef and meat and you cut into it like a butcher. There's no little diagrams and arrows and little receptors and everything there. That's all made up. It's mythology to make people think, oh, they really know what they're oh, doing. Yeah. They work on genes. Okay. The XY2, 4, 2, 5, 6 gene. Uh, I got that and I'm doomed for the rest of my life and I have to take a medicine for it for my receptors. Did you see where someone... <laughs> I think it wasn't BlackRock, but it was another big one like that. I, uh, the name is escaping me. You know this Ancestry.com where people sent in their, their spit for their DNA? This company paid $4.7 billion for this to get all the DNA information from the people that sent their, their blood in there. Ooh, or their spit. They just sent their spit in, right? 4.7 billion. And make no mistake about it, New Scientist magazine blew the U.S. military. They, they would have gone to prison in the United States because Britain then was a lot freer than it is now. They, they had the papers of the U.S. Navy targeting ethnic groups with a DNA and targeting individual people where they could give you a disease uh, by just exposing you to a simple food or a simple aerosol mist or whatever and kill one person out of a million by their exact DNA. So the fools giving their DNA away like that, they're, they're actually, uh, you know, doesn't mean they're all going to get them all, no. but they can. If yeah. you are become uh, important enough, they'll just take you out like that. So th if they have your DNA, they can actually target things for you easily <laughs> easily it's it's so easy yeah and they've been able to do it since the 90s this is not new, new science i read i read that ex expose of the u.s navy in new scientists in maybe 2002 we're talking like over 20 years ago now wow. <laughs> wow. yeah this is old stuff they, since they've had it and uh, a lot of it is false of course too because these genes see the genes that picked a middle state in heredity. Heredity actually works. You do get uh, uh, traits from your parents, sure. but the genes are an in-between state of proteonomics, uh, genomics, uh, no, excuse me, uh, gly glyconomics, ionomics, all kinds of nomics. And it's basically, they take that level because they can patent it. They can't patent the true levels that actually determine uh, your DNA, the RNA levels, the so-called transgenetics. And there's even a, uh, uh, there's all kinds of different genetic, well, heredity that has nothing to do with genetics. Oh, yeah. No. There's no gene for carbon dioxide. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. Um, some people claim that it's better to eat meat raw than cooked. Does Adam think cooking meat is detrimental to the meat? Depends on what you're looking for. I think cooked meat gets absorbed better. Uh, that's been known. The brain gets build, uh, bigger. There's been many uh, books like that. But uh, what was his name? He did really well on raw meat. So if Hygienist, you can handle yeah, it, yeah. then do it. Hygienist. <laughs> Lions do it. Yeah. <laughs> Lions do it. Wolves do it. Yeah. yeah they, they don't eat their cooked meat. Really? <laughs> but then again, we have bigger brains than they do, and we've taken over the world and are killing all the lions off now. So there's yeah. that to be uh, to be said. But it really depends. Raw foods have certain advantages. Cooked food have it. I, I eat 
cooked eggs because they have more benefit for what I'm looking for. But then raw eggs have certain things that might work on cancer and different uh, different things. So it's good to uh, take in all aspects of a food and sometimes eat some raw and some cooked. I eat cooked tomatoes and I eat raw tomatoes. Uh, I eat raw foods and cooked foods. What is the? And I'm not afraid of carrot juice like a lot of the Peters are. Yeah. What are the? What are the? Uh, what are the things that you? Get when you cook your eggs that you don't when it's raw, Adam. Eggs. But that that I don't. Uh, well, what are the I things you or? get when you cook the egg that you don't get out of a raw egg? What? what yeah, yeah, more absorption. More, more absorption. protein. Yeah, the protein actually gets absorbed more and goes to the brain and in places because even though eggs are for the groin and for the liver and areas like that they feed back into the brain. So it's not like you take a food and it's not going to end up in other parts of your body. It's just that it primarily goes to a, a major distribution point. And when you eat solar or on time, according to growth periods and circadian rhythms, you actually get better delivery service in your body with less problems. And energy is used adversely to age us. But we can use that same energy to get excess energy. It's called chi. It's been known for ancient times as chi and prana, all these other names. They're very real. Now, your chemists, they say chi isn't in your imagination. Sure. Well, it isn't. It's very real. Anyone who studies with Master Wu Dang Chen and sees demonstration of how he can use that chi will be a true believer. And, and I've met other masters who can use chi also interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i've really you know since you were telling me about getting out in the sun two or three times just for five or ten minutes i felt some benefit from that it's really interesting i just go out there take off my shirt and just in the sun i'll put my my palms you know and i just imagine chi and prana and god coming into my body and i do a couple times a day now and it's kind of fun you know you can feel some really good stuff from it really can it it makes a difference and of course they want to cut us off from that with sure. windows that don't transfer the ultraviolet rays and everything like that and and actually they used to have quartz glass that that let in all the vitamin d and everything of that nature but we're basically an outside species yeah. you know and here we are in little boxes behind computers inside the one thing i will say for an iphone which i think actually is like getting an implant but at least you can go outside and use it and be in the sunshine i i have an ex-wife that's a skier and everything and she's doing her blogs and stuff while she's skiing oh that's just so <laughs> um let's see we have another thing here from michael so has adam been able to prove after many years that when we eat foods on time that it is really a beneficial choice do you know this for sure he's asking uh the benefits of the timing yeah what he's asking is can you prove i guess what he's essentially saying do you know for sure the benefits of eating food on time oh yeah yeah definitely in my own life and for people who eat solar now there is a person that, uh, uh, a good friend of mine who has a group that eats solar, and they are so healthy and young looking and dynamic. 
and uh, can outwork anybody. Really? You remember the A-team? They are the A-team. My friend lives with, uh, uh, he, he has a group that is mostly women. I think there's about four guys and about 10, 15 women. They do farming, farm 450 pounds of tomatoes, go scuba diving all over the world, hmm. have a library of scuba diving more, uh, one of the most uh, uh, extensive of anyone in the world, thousands and thousands of hours of underwater uh, film from cameras and still cameras and everything. Uh, and uh, and they look so young that people can't believe it. One time someone came selling a skin food, a, a skin cream to someone and said, why would I need that? I eat solar. Well, what's that? I said, well, how come you're using skin cream and you look older than I? And how old are you? Uh, oh, yeah. you're 25 years younger than I am. <laughs> so, it, so really from fruits to midday foods, which is meat, uh, um, stuff like that, and then roots at night, um, you've seen over many years that really is a benefit for people. Really is. Uh, definitely a benefit. I've been doing it since 1975, and I'm still here. And, and by the way, uh, the miracle is that I'm here because I have taken so much LSD and so many quaaludes and so many uh, drugs that you're not supposed to take, and I have taken so much alcohol that I've been locked up in a mental institution. I talked my way out in one day. Wow. I've been in hospitals. I've been uh, I've been knocked out by one of my in-laws who broke his hand in three places and would never talk to uh, to me or my wife again. And uh, I, I've been uh, I've vomited uh, over and over. I can tell you the times I've abused my body. Psychedelics, uh, waking up in the waking up after being passed out for 18 hours with diarrhea on one end and vomit on the other, they sprayed me with an entire can of room deodorizer because I stunk so bad. That's the kind of life I've lived. You've had a rough <laughs> life, and you and you now you're you've had your body over 80 years, right? More? How many? <laughs> over 80 years? Yeah, I'm 82, working on 83 here. Working on 83. <laughs> So with all the stuff and, that and you it's did, a miracle. Yeah, it's a miracle, Patrick, that, you did that with I'm your body. alive with the things I've done and the abuse. I've slept on the road. I've been a dirtbagger. I've hitchhiked all over the world. I didn't just stay in libraries. Right. I, I've had close to 100 jobs. I've had odd jobs, too. You know, you paint fences and you do this and you haul hay and you do those kind of thing. And I've worked around the world and uh, I mean, about around the country. I rarely went out of the, the country. Uh, but but all of this, uh, sometimes homeless and, and with stress, I, I've rode 15 days on a Greyhound bus and used to take uh, uh, I took a 9,000-mile trip on a Greyhound bus, sitting in a Greyhound bus, can you imagine, for uh, <laughs> cramped in one seat next to a lady who's so large that she takes up half of no, your I, seat, too. I can't and, imagine. And you got to ride for a thousand, you know, for hundreds of miles like that. Yeah. So <laughs> Mexican you, buses. And plus I've, you, I've uh, yeah. had all kinds of uh, uh, Aztec two-steps. Uh, so I've lived, I haven't lived a cloistered <laughs> life, I'd no, say. I've had sound. a very profligate life. So when solar came along, I realized it saved my life. And then Ray Pete saved me again. I was mm. basically dying in 2015, and he pulled me out of that. And then again, and you've also had, what, four or five wives, and that'll put a toll on you as well, you know. That's right. Five, <laughs> five wives and multiple girlfriends, and most of them were toxic. Believe me, being with Vibrant Gal, 
I wish I'd found her earlier, but then we'd have 25 kids I'd have to support or something like that. So I'm glad I found, <laughs> I found her a lot later in life. That's funny. <laughs> we joke about that. That's yeah, I, I, oh, God, some of the women, my friends would shake their heads and say, oh, no, here he goes There he again. goes again. He's found another loser. This oh, isn't. God, some of them. Uh, you know, my first wife was pretty decent. Uh, I, I was more to blame for that. My second wife, too. After that, uh, after that, uh, we just didn't need to be together. They weren't bad people. No, we just didn't need to, uh, to be together. However, the Basque tourist I married, she might have been a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an email from Carol. How does full-spectrum lighting compare to being in sunlight? Full-spectrum lighting. You know full-spectrum lighting? Yeah, there is such a thing because many people, uh, when you get certain lighting, it's actually combined by lighting instead of the full spectrum. So your sunlight is always going to be the best. No matter what they say, they can duplicate internally. But second best full spectrum lighting is okay. Now, if you buy the full spectrum lighting, which was done by John Ott, mm -hmm. it is not a good idea to run it at night, though. And most people will run John Ott's type of lights. Remember, they uh, used to get the Vital Lights. We yeah. used to sell it in health food stores. Right. But it's good during the day, but not during the night because they found out it was counterproductive. They know now about the dangers of blue light in the evening and things like that. And it's very valid. We handle yellow, orange, and red very well because of we've been going through centuries and centuries of firelight. And the original incandescent light was designed on firelight because GE knew that it would be harmful to have too much blue light. They knew that back in 1902 or so. And now they don't have a clue. They give us LEDs and all kinds of dangerous lighting and blue lights. And, uh, and it's good to have some kind of blockage on your computer. I don't wear blue blockers and all of that, but, uh, but we do have dimmers uh, mm -hmm. at night where you get to some of the blue light is gone. And we try to say uh, all of our lights are yellow incandescent or red incandescent. We stay away from even the white uh, incandescent since it's a Legal in California, but you can still get bug lights and and uh, hard to find the, infrared, the, uh, the heat lamps. From Last time I went to Home Depot, they don't have any incandescent anymore. They used to have a couple. I don't, and I couldn't even find any this last time. They they don't, they don't want, want us to, us to use it. Yeah, they don't want us to use these things, do they? But you can get them online. I just went on Amazon. And I got them. You you can still get them. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can still get them. And we we stocked up. When we found out that <laughs> they were making illegal, we went and got a whole bunch of bug lights. We basically got about three dozen bug lights, and we have extra red lights, things of that nature. I Even got... Christmas lights are good at nighttime. If, you don't, if you're not reading or anything like that, uh, they used to use Christmas lights and very dim lighting for when people would get uh, measles and oh. smallpox and things like that. It makes much less scarring. And if a person is going to be vaccinated, if they if they wear very dark sunglasses after they get vaccinated and they go home and stay in the dark or in red light only, like you would do when developing photographs, uh, they'll have much less reactions and much uh, less danger from the vaccinations. Mm. I don't recommend. Re I've become an anti-vaxxer. I wasn't before all of this stuff, but now I am. Yeah. I'm one of those dangerous people in dangerous California. People. 
We have a, a board that somebody built, and we have four of those big uh, um, heat lamps, right, from Home Depot, you know, the red lights. Those are pretty cool. The chicken lamps, we call them. And I have that I'm leaning against a wall at one end of the house, so I'm flooding. So what does that red light do for a doodle and I? We like it, right? I don't know. 